Hello and welcome to The Root Report. I'm your host, Sarah Forks from Keto, and today I'm speaking with David Auerbach about the social media platform known as Clubhouse. David has been in the securities business for over 20 years as an institutional trader and as a thought leader and commentator on trends in the REIT industry. David, it's great to have you here today. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So, first of all, I would like you to start by describing Clubhouse for those who are not yet familiar with it. Sure. So Clubhouse is an invitation-only, iPhone-exclusive social media app that is audio-based. So picture your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram, and all your various social media platforms. And then picture having a phone call whether it's between a company and an analyst or just between a couple of friends, and you're able to open up this conversation to people in your network to sit in and listen or contribute. So like I said, it's an audio-only, iPhone-exclusive, invitation-only social media application. And note that it's not just for uh, commercial real estate, but it's also all things social media. So it's life, art, sports, music, architecture, all facets of life. We're just building out one little platform inside of the clubhouse, focusing on REITs and commercial real estate. So can you elaborate a bit more about the ways that you're using Clubhouse and what the response has been so far? Sure. So my partner is a 26-year-old commercial lender out of South Florida who turned me onto the platform a couple of weeks ago. And I joined and I logged in and I checked it out. And there's two sides to Clubhouse. There's the side of hey, we have this deal. We're trying to sell this deal. We fix broken deals. Bring us your deal and we'll help fix it and earn a cut off it. So there is the transaction side to it. But my partner Yanni and I are building out the education side of it and networking. We aren't here to pitch our companies and agendas and missions. We're just here to educate the masses about commercial real estate and REITs, as well as network with great folks that are involved in the commercial real estate industry. So what are the sorts of topics that people want to discuss right now related to commercial real estate? It's everything under the sun. We've had REIT executives. We've had commercial real estate professionals. Uh, and when I'm talking with folks and they ask me this question, I tell them that it's everything under the sun. Lenders, financiers, hotel or you know, property owners, managers, employees, anything that has to do anything with commercial real estate in this particular uh, avenue that we're building it, we're seeing all sorts of folks. So I was chatting with somebody earlier today and he's like, well, I'm not a realtor. Why would I care? And I said, realty, you know, the, the real estate side of it, being a realtor, that's just one tiny cog inside of a huge engine. If you think about all the various segments that are involved in commercial real estate, there's a niche for everyone. For us in REIT land specifically, we're just trying to build out the REIT platform. There is not really a REIT presence that's on there currently. And so my partner and I find that it's a huge opportunity that we're able to capitalize on. And I'll, and I'll answer more as we go through this because there's more to share here. 
Right. So what are some other ways in which the commercial real estate industry is currently using Clubhouse? So I've been using this example where if you go to a traditional trade show, and if on a scale of one to 10, where one is being the person who walks by your table, looks at the piece of paper that's on your desk, grabs the tchotchke and moves on to the next table versus a 10, which would be the CEO of the company who knows the story backwards and forwards, inside and out. Most of the folks that are on this platform are already coming in with a three or a four uh, on the rank. So they already have a familiarity with commercial real estate. From a company level, you know, for what we're trying to do, we are not trying to make investment recommendations. We are not saying buy, sell, and hold. We're just trying to provide a high-level overview of what is occurring. So as an example, we interviewed a lodging week CEO within the first couple of days of being on this platform, and we kept it very high-level, as in, Mr. Lodging Reed, CEO, what have you learned during COVID that the hotel operator that's listening to this call right now could learn from you? What could the lender who, who primarily focuses on hotels learn from what you're going through on the finance side? And so, in other words, this hotel REIT CEO could find his next employee, development partner, lending partner. The opportunities are endless. And when we keep it high level, we're realizing that so many folks have so much to learn from each other that when we go in and say, we want to network with you, we know that you person in Lexington, Kentucky can add some advice for this person that's in Provo, Utah, and you may be three time zones apart from each other, but you're going through the same issues and um, events whether you're in Utah or Lexington, Kentucky, you're still going through the same issues. And therefore, maybe you guys can help each other through this platform by connecting parties to help improve your operations or something. So the networking opportunities in an audio capacity are endless. As a point of reference, right before we started this podcast, I was hosting an event with my partner. We had 50 folks sitting inside our afternoon room, and it was a constant stream of folks coming in and out, but we were holding the average between 40 and 50 folks. We started the event at noon Eastern. It is currently after two o'clock Eastern, and we had only scheduled the call for one hour, and we're already going through our second hour because we're having that much demand from people inside the commercial real estate industry that want to tell their story, ask questions from experts, and learn from others. And again, like I said, I keep saying this, the opportunities are endless for all of these companies, and I, and I look forward to discussing how the REITs are able to benefit from this. Right, and that was going to be my next question about whether um, REITs can really use Clubhouse going forward. And the answer is anybody can use Clubhouse, but the REITs especially will benefit from this dramatically. And it's and there's so many reasons why, but let's start with the obvious. First of all, in-person gatherings are really no, they're not happening right now because of COVID. Though we may have COVID slowly getting into the rearview mirror, people are still hesitant to congregate in large groups. As a result. Clubhouse was created as a way to connect with these folks. So from a REIT CEO's or investor relations perspective, you don't have to go on the road. You don't have to pack a suitcase, block a lot of time out to go travel across the country to go visit with a handful of investors. You can log on to the app at 7 a.m., 12 o'clock p.m., 7 o'clock at night, 
two o'clock in the morning, and there's always a captured audience within your network that will want to listen to what you have to say. If you properly market it and advertise it through your various social channels, such as LinkedIn, Twitter, and what other methods your compliance department approves, it's the easiest way to connect with a moderator to an audience. So as an example, about a week and a half ago, we interviewed the investor relations team from Safehold. And I, Safehold, if you didn't know, has two different investor relations departments. They have one that's focused on retail investors, and they have one that's focused on the institutional side. I happen to be friends with one of, with the head of the investor relations on the retail side from the speaking circuit. And I got him to join the platform. He told me that he blocked out 30 minutes of his schedule, and he joined us for an hour and a half because he was getting such great questions and loved telling the story. As soon as he ended the conversation, he went into his boss's office, the head of the investor relations, who immediately called me. We spoke for an hour. We did an event the following day with the head of investor relations, who blocked off an hour of his time. We went over the hour-long limit with him, and they wanted to come back for more. Because a lot of people don't necessarily understand ground leases. Or because from a public perspective, because they're doing it in such large numbers, instead of doing a $50 million deal, what if a smaller investor says, hey, what if I want to do what you're doing, but like on a $2 million level? Is that possible? So he's able to learn from these experts that are publicly traded already doing this particular line of business. So therefore, from an investor relations perspective, it's basically you're having an investor phone call, whether it's a company talking to Cohen and Steers talking to an analyst like Michael Billerman or Steve Sackler or whomever, it's almost like voyeuristic. I can sit on the sidelines, listen to the conversation that these guys are having. I can raise my hand and ask a question. And for a lot of these folks, when else are you going to really be able to interact with the CEO of a company or get the investor relations people to actually answer your question? And because we're not keep making it necessarily stock-specific, you know, we're able to keep it high level. One piece of clarification. Anytime I do one of these events with my partner, Yanni, I always start out the conversation by saying, this is for educational purposes only. We're here to network and learn from each other. I'm lucky to be joined by fill-in-the-blank executive. This person will not be able to tell you, may not be able to tell you the name of his company, his stock ticker, some of those things, but I will do that. But please know that we are not here to say buy, sell, or hold. We're not making recommendations. However, in the same breath, this particular executive would not be giving up time out of his busy schedule if he didn't want you to be buying his stock, right? Obviously, that's common sense. So they just want to educate you about what they see from their current operations that you're able to learn. And if you become a stockholder of a company after the fact, that's great. But please know that they're not going to say to you, you need to go buy my stock. It's almost like an office read CEO saying, don't come back to the office. Stay at home. It's okay. I don't need you to come to the office. Of course, they want you to come back to the office. Of course, this person that's giving up their time to chat with me or somebody on Clubhouse wants you to buy their stock. And I'm sorry for going off on a tangent there. No, no that's all interesting stuff. And um, finally, I just wanted to ask you, um, so you expect Clubhouse to continue to have momentum post-COVID, and how do you see the platform evolving? So the answer is a huge, dramatic potential for growth. Number one, it's still iPhone exclusive. It hasn't hit Android. It hasn't hit a desktop application yet. Number two, it's audio 
only. If they open up the visual presentation of it, where you can almost do a cam aspect or a company is able to produce an investor presentation to the site, it helps bring color to what they're trying to do. Um, from a third perspective, you can't message folks within the app. If I'm trying to reach somebody, I will look at their profile, get the name, get their picture so that I can then go over to LinkedIn and connect with those people directly. So I still say that it's in kind of the beta testing phase through iPhone, even though it's getting a huge audience. And once it's rolled out to pretty much all of these other platforms, well, then the bigger question becomes, what's going to happen when the Facebooks, the LinkedIn's, all these other social media sites get, and by the way, if they're not already doing it, I mean, I'd be shocked if they're not already focusing on Silicon Valley, but what happens when these guys try to steal some of the clubhouse funder? Because again, it's a 24, just like Facebook and LinkedIn is a 24-7 platform, this is a 24-7 audio conversation that's happening. And whether it's just private between myself and the REIT CEO, and we're just catching up and shooting the breeze, or if I'm able to open it up, I'll give you a great example. I was having an event yesterday, and this amazing woman came online and joined our group. And she's 24, and she's a junior executive at a very, very, very well-known investment firm. And I was looking at her bio. And my spidey senses were tingling of, I need to connect this person to an investor relations buddy of mine at this company, because I think she would be a rock star at that company. And we started talking on Clubhouse uh, last night for a little bit. I pinged my friend in investor relations through Clubhouse. He joined our conversation, and I basically said, Mr. IR person, you need to chat with this lady. We've talked in the past about if I ever come across a rock star, to make sure to let you know because you don't want to see good talent slip away from you guys or the opportunity. So I sat on mute. They had a great conversation, and he basically said to the lady, you need to connect with me on LinkedIn. You need to email me tomorrow. If I tell HR to interview you, that basically gives you the green light that you're already well through the process. And now it's just a formality. And she hadn't known me from, from day. She didn't know me after, prior to yesterday. She doesn't know my contacts and my network. But when we hung up, she was like shocked that, you know, within an hour, she may have already had her next potential huge lucrative gig lined up because of her status in the industry. That's what it's about. It's connecting great folks to great folks. And more importantly, for a lot of the read executives that are out there, we're all about mentorship. We're all about, we're always talking about giving back, giving back to the next generation. The folks that are, you know, supposedly gunning for your job, the future of this industry. Well, this is where the future of the industry is hanging out. They're not necessarily hanging out on LinkedIn. They're hanging out in the clubhouse. And so for an easy way for a read executive to connect with that next generation, log in and have a conversation. Reach out to folks and trying to get invites. I've got invites. Yanni has invites. Our network of folk have invites. All it takes from you, because, and I'm speaking to, directly to the read executive, you're on the phone every day talking with investors. You chat with institutional investors your entire day on the phone. What if you blocked out 30 minutes, an hour of your daytime to talk on your iPhone and connect with a whole different audience that wasn't within your reach just a few months ago? That's the appeal of it. 
Great, David. It sounds like there's lots going on and we'll have to check back with you periodically to see how things are going. I hope I hope it's a great story. And I hope when you come back to me, I can tell you I've got 100,000 followers <laughs> and I am the REIT Clubhouse. And by the way, just to mention, we have established the first REIT group on Clubhouse. I guess they would call it the club. So if you join, our club is REITs and CRE Investing. My partner, Yanni, and I host two rooms daily. Our 12 Eastern panel daily is uh, always talking, let's talk commercial real estate and REITs. And it could be everything under the sun that we're focusing on. And my 3 o'clock Eastern uh, session is, uh, is let's talk REIT. It's REIT exclusive. You never know who's going to show up, whether it's a portfolio manager, a CEO, an analyst, but we're always trying to find a different sector, a different story, just something to generate conversation and traction through the REIT industry. And can you just clarify the invitation-only aspect, how someone would join the conversation? Sure. So it's very easy. Invitations are around. It's not necessarily hard to get an invitation. So when I logged in today, because I'm hosting rooms and I'm giving out invitations, when I logged in today, it said I have three invitations to give out. Okay. So to get an invitation, you need the person needs your iPhone phone number. Like let's 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 use a great example. Let's say Sam Zell wants to connect to Clubhouse, and Mr. Zell, if you happen to be listening, I have an invite for you. I'd love to get you on Clubhouse. But in all seriousness, let's say Mr. Zell wants to get on Clubhouse. I would text Sam an invite through a text message. Sam would click the link. He would download the app to his iPhone. It would automatically open up, and Sam would see that he is connected to myself, David Auerbach, through Clubhouse. Therefore, Sam could then look through my contacts on Clubhouse, see people that he knows, follow them. They can follow Sam. And as Sam follows people, when he logs into the app from that point going forward, if he sees that Steve Schwartzman's talking in a commercial real estate room, he can walk in and join Steve Schwartzman's commercial real estate room and listen, participate, whatever the moderator chooses. In addition, let's say Sam follows Steve Schwartzman on Clubhouse. Steve Schwartzman follows Sam on Clubhouse, so they're both directly connected to each other. Then what happens is, let's say Sam is talking in a commercial real estate room or he's talking about REITs. Through the app, he can send a, a ping to Steve Schwartzman of, hey, I'm talking in this room about REITs. Come join me. And Steve can click the message and boom, he drops right into the room where Sam Zell is speaking. So it really to grow your network, just find a couple of folks that you know there. They will follow you back. And then the next thing you know, boom, your network has exploded. And then you've got 10 rooms to follow. And remember, if you log on at 7 o'clock at night, Sam Zell could be focusing on a, on a room talking about Harley-Davidson motorcycles. He doesn't necessarily have to be in a commercial real estate room because, again, knowing that it's all things social media, you can then go follow your, ha you know, your hobby. So Sam likes the you know, motorcycle. So you could be in a motorcycle room. I like the rock band Fish, so I could be in a Fish group. So it's a really cool way. Uh, one more example. There's a, an amazing commercial real estate owner in the north and I will not drop her name but she's very active in our profile in our media rooms. She uh, the family has a multi-billion dollar portfolio of commercial real estate. 
she has to be worth a lot of money on guessing. And she's spending her time actively engaging with the community in the clubhouse. She's asking questions. She's learning. She's giving advice because she realizes, I've been there. I've done that. I've experienced what this person is asking. Here, let me answer that question for you. And then they connect with her. And now she's found her next business partner. So I really kind of call it the snowball rolling down the mountain. Because again, by way of only getting through on an invitation-only platform, you're able to get rid of what I call a lot of the noise that's out there. Or the person that's just walking by to grab the tchotchke from the table from a convention perspective. So I think that invitation only thing brings in a little bit of exclusivity. But once you get through the invitation and you log on to the app, then you can really see what happens. And I've walked a couple of analysts through this because they're like, I don't understand. I don't get it. What's the big deal? What am I missing? And I'm like, just come in, sit on mute, listen to one of our sessions that we're talking about. Even if it's something you don't care about, just sit back as a a 10,000 square foot observer of the industry and it'll click. David, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I look forward to talking to you again soon. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. 